friends. Welcome to the Field Guide to Particle Physics. This is your informal guide to the subatomic ecosystem that we're all immersed in. Today, we're talking about the Cascades. Prepare for trouble and make it double. Today, we confront the two Cascade, or Xi, baryons, each of which has a pair of strange quarks. Xi minus checks in with a mass of about 1322 MeV, making it the heaviest baryon that we've encountered so far. This is just as well as it is comprised of two of those heavier strange quarks. Together with a third down quark, it also has the total electric charge of minus three-thirds, or minus one. Xi zero is just a little bit lighter, with a mass of 1314 MeV. Its two strange quarks are paired up with an up quark, giving it an electric charge of twice minus one-third plus two-third, or zero. Like many strange particles, the cascades take quite a while to decay. The Xi minus takes a solid fraction of a nanosecond, the usual time it takes to convince one of those strange quarks to decay into an up quark. The result? The strange, strange down bag of quarks converts to an up strange down bag of quarks, otherwise known as the lambda zero baryon. As usual, that decay is accompanied by some other junk, and in this case, the net result is a pi minus. As we've already seen, the lambda zero and the pi minus are both unstable themselves. The former converts to either a proton or a neutron, and the latter typically decays into a muon, and then an electron, and of course, there's a pion floating around somewhere. If you tried to sketch all of that out, you'd find a long decay chain of a lot of different particles. This gives the cascades their name. Producing just one Xi baryon results in a cascading shower of particles all the way down to that familiar, stable stuff, you know, like protons, neutrons, and electrons. Now, the Xi minus almost always decays to a lambda zero with a pi minus, like 99.8% of the time. The rest of the time, we find some cuter decays, each incredibly rare, happening less than a thousandth of a percent of the time. These rare decays shed some rather alarming light on the very identity of the strange quark, but before we get into that, we should talk about the Xi zero. The Xi zero takes about twice as long as the Xi minus to decay, which is still only a third of a nanosecond. What's short for us humans is seriously overripe old age for an elementary particle. Like its partner, the Xi zero decays into a lambda zero with a pion. This time, it's a neutral pion to conserve electric charge, and this happens 99.5% of the time. But these decays are a little twisted. It's the same thing that we saw with those charged sigma baryons. We need to convince a bag of three quarks, up, strange, and strange, to decay to something that looks like the up, down, strange bag of the lambda zero. This is troublesome precisely because the strange quark only ever decays to an up quark. As with the decays of the sigma baryons, things just need to rearrange a little bit. The sigma plus, you might recall, decays into a proton and a pi zero thanks to the W boson. Similarly, one strange quark of the Xi zero decays to an up quark by emitting a W minus boson. 
the W- decays to a down-anti-up quark pair so fast that the rest of the quarks barely even notice. The down quark runs away with the other up and strange quarks from the original Xe0, and the anti-up quark leaves with the freshly minted up quark as a neutral pion. If that all sounds convoluted, it sure is. It helps to have a diagram to look at, which you can do on our website, pasatan.org. Incidentally, the other rarer decays of the Xe0 match up quite nicely with what you'd expect from those rarer decays of the Xe-, but more on those in a later episode. The spin angular momentum of both Xe0 and Xe- is simply h-bar over 2, just like the proton and the neutron. Actually, it's quite like the proton, the neutron, the three sigma baryons, and the lambda zero. That's a total of eight distinct particles, which is a lot, but you can rest easy knowing that there are no other particles with that spin angular momentum made from combinations of those three quarks. And this is no accident. Any other three particle combination of up, down, and strange quarks, like a baryon with three of the same quarks, like the delta baryons we've already seen, or a particle with more mass, will have a higher spin angular momentum. You could think of that as if the quarks are orbiting each other inside that subnuclear goo at faster and faster speeds. And we'll meet some examples of these soon enough. The story of why this should be is fascinating, nerdy, and otherwise adds some useful scaffolding to an ever-expanding zoo of wild subatomic particles. But more on that next time. This has been an installment of the Field Guide to Particle Physics, a copyrighted production of the Poseidon Institute. Thank you so much for listening. For a full, free, online copy of the Field Guide, please visit our website at poseidon.org or follow us on Instagram. We've got a lot of other resources for you there. At the Poseidon Institute, we're on a mission to build and share physics knowledge without barriers. Come learn with us. 